Oh, look. Hi, everybody. Got Vanessa on there as well. You guys can jump in on the All Women's Network because it will also be live. Okay, it's gone live, right? Hi, everybody. Can you hear Mark? Can you hear us very well? Okay, I'm just double checking to see that we are live. Okay, I think it might be on the Old Women's Network page. Let's have a look. Uh, Old Women's Network. Are you able to see the Old Women's Network? See, I can't see anything because I think you're the host and in control of everything. All I can see is live comments on the right side. Okay. People type in, but I can't see where you're all sharing this. Oh, yes, we are live, definitely. Fantastic. We are definitely live. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Okay, hi. Welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast series. I'm so excited to welcome Nelza Katoja who is an amazing author, speaker, and she is also the founder of um, Free to Embrace Me. And also, um, she's also the founder of Mum and Daughters um, Confidence Building Platform, whereby she has created it to be able to build confidence with mum and daughter and also empower them to set healthy boundaries. So today, it's all about um, Adapt to Thrive, and also speaking to entrepreneurs who are actually running their business and also juggling motherhood, career, and also um, the business as well, entrepreneurship. So as you know, we're talking about how to support and encourage, you know, emerging um, young adults in which we're looking after right now. You know, everybody's now in the lockdown season whereby everybody's at home and um, it's quite tough. It's quite challenging um, looking after children as well as balancing um, everything all at once. So you're doing homeschooling. You're also trying to juggle your business and also trying to do your um, day to day activities, you know, like you usually do. But you have to do it all at once, which is quite a lot to deal with. So we're going to be talking about those sort of um, um, situations today. And I wanted to bring on Nelza who is actually a mother of a young adult and she's going to be sharing how she's able to set boundaries, put boundaries in place and also giving us tips and ideas on how we can actually use those in our parenting. So welcome Nelza, thanks for showing up and coming on. Thank you, thanks for having me. I'm excited, I got dressed up today. <laughs> <laughs> you look amazing as Thank usual. You. So do you, so do you. It's always a pleasure having you um, in our network. Um, just tell us about yourself and also about, you know, our relationship in terms of um, the working relationship that we have. Right, how long do I have? Because I could go on forever. <laughs> um, okay, so... Short and sweet. Right, so what do I do? Uh, I own a free to embrace me. And as Hannah said, I run a platform on Instagram called Mother and Daughter Goals with a Z. Yeah. Um, in this platform, um, I share guidance to other parents, uh, specifically mothers, on how to connect with their young adults. Uh, and I, I refer to them as teenagers, but it could be from the age of about 10 to 11, where uh, the girls are coming into themselves. So I share guidance on how to not so much cope, how to better communicate and understand each other, because yeah. we're definitely females. 
and how to really try to empathize with each other in a sense where um, mother's going through something, the daughter yeah. could be going through something. So how can you uh, bring that connection together and actually share your burdens? We often, as mothers, try to hide our imperfections, our issues, our problems from our child, but they are actually watching. So how do we maintain being, you know, business women, working women, as well as being a mother and connecting with your child? So that's what I do. Uh, myself and Hannah met oh, over a year ago, right? I don't even yeah, know. Over, yeah, over a year ago. It's been a journey. And we met in an All Women's Network event. Um, and since then, we just literally worked together in terms of supporting each other through the All Women's Network um, group and just building a, how can I put a platform for both young girls. We haven't actually gone into that part yet, but for both mm. girls and women who are either birthing their vision or yeah. have a vision to create greatness, but they don't know how to go to go about it. So we create the platforms in terms of mentorship, coaching, mm. guidance, support, just so that every single woman that comes into the All Women's Network never feels alone. And Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I know we're working together right now on the Birth Your Vision um, Coaching Academy program for um, over 10 women who have actually rolled um, since about January. And um, it's been an amazing journey. Would you say so? Yeah. I mean, it's, even I want to become a student. <laughs> I want to jump into the session. Because even though us as business women, no matter what journey you are in business or in life, there's yeah. always more to learn. So Absolutely. I find that I'm guiding them as a mentor, but I'm also learning from you as a coach, as a business mm -hmm. coach, where I focus more on a well-being and self-love and self-care. You yeah. focus more on a business and birthing your vision, and as well as the self-care as well. Uh, however, I there's certain things that, I can only help myself with, and then there's certain things that you can help me with, and the other mm -hmm. ladies as well. When I finish any mentoring um, session, I've learned something from them as well. They've given me something, even mm -hmm. where we have the WhatsApp group where mm -hmm. somebody has an idea, or I could share a video that I think is amazing, and someone yeah. knows her, it's really good, but I feel like you're not being yourself. I take it as constructive criticism to work Absolutely, on it. Yeah. Myself, because as we work with each other, we connect and we get to know each other. So Absolutely. it helps. Indeed. And what I really love about our group is that we're very honest and we give honest feedbacks. Yeah. And um, it's such an amazing group. We're always there to support one another. And it's amazing from the moment the women started, you know, we're able to get them from a certain um, area of their life and really start yeah. to make an impact, um, yeah. helping them to grow their business. It's really amazing working together with you on this one as well. I can see Siobhan. Um, yeah. She's, she's so excited. <laughs> yeah, this is exciting. So that's really, really amazing. So, you know, today our topic is really about speaking on um, how we parent emerging young adults. Um, this is one of the um, challenges that many parents face and also single moms as well who are, you know, trying to put boundaries and limits in place um, because, you know, boundaries is very vital in the life of a young person. It helps them to be able to understand what's right, what's wrong and what is expected of them. 
And, um, you know, you having a older, younger adults, um, it would be nice for you to share some of um, the, the ways in which you've actually had to be able to put um, boundaries in place. And um, also um, the first question will just be around um, how you've been able to kind of set the right healthy balance and put in the right um, boundaries in place for your daughter. So first of all, for me, yeah. after you ask that question, is mutual respect. Absolutely. Um, respecting each other's ways, yeah. accepting each other's ways, which I struggled with at the beginning because I wanted her to have the perfect, tidy room, just like mm. the rest of the house is. But this pandemic itself has taught me to relax more. Yeah. And one thing that she said to me a while back, she was like, Mom, you're so patient with everybody else but you don't show that same patience with me. And it got me yeah. thinking to myself, mm. how do I, when am I a certain way in business and with adults, but a different way with my daughter? So for me, mm. it was like, okay, how did I like being treated when I was younger by my mom? I wanted my mom to give me more freedom. I wanted my mom to trust me more. I wanted yeah. my mom to, um, uh, even though she guided me, I wanted more communication. Um, so that I could better understand my mum and she could better understand me. So what I did yeah. is, so I like, okay, I didn't like, should I say, my upbringing in an African household being given certain rules and regulations because I don't like yes. At the same time, it's what I needed and what my mum felt I needed, but mm. she didn't actually take the time to understand what my other needs were. Mm. So she followed what she learned. She taught me. Yeah. Now I've right. learned. I don't like it this way. So how can I now change to be able to have a different relationship with my daughter, like the relationship I didn't have with my mom that I now have now. We're really close. We talk. Mm. Now how can I have that relationship with my daughter? Yeah. From what I learned, from what I do now, put them both together, but still set boundaries, i.e. we talk, we communicate, yeah. I'm, not <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm here to, be to listen to you as a yeah. friend, but mm. don't treat me like your friend because I'm still your mother. So I your still mother. have boundaries. Um, so this pandemic has literally made me think to myself, right, be more patient. If you don't like something, take a few deep breaths and then yeah. tell me what you don't like. Um, if there's, you know, if the room is untidy, respect. That's her space. When she's ready, she will do it. And amazingly, when she's ready, she's done it. She's done it. She'll go, oh, I'm going to tell you that And I'm so excited. Thank God. And then that evening came, and the evening went, and the room was still untidy. Mm -hmm. So I have a deep breath, and I was like, <laughs> literally two days later, the room was yeah. It was in yeah. her own time. It wasn't when mm -hmm. I wanted her to. So yeah. it's like, like I said, mutual respect and acceptance that we are different. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's also for me accepting that she's 17, she's going into adulthood now. Absolutely. Where, like you said, where do I now have that balance of I'm a mum, I have mm. respect, therefore you can't swear at me, you can't swear near me because I don't have that with my mum. I have the respect where I cannot even swear near my mum because I have that respect for her. I can, but I choose not to. So I want my daughter to also understand that, yes, you're mm. another, yes, you can speak yeah. the way that you want, 
but in front of me, you have to respect because I'm your mum and I'm your elder, so still Absolutely. respect them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just basically mutual respect. The most, mm. uh, the advice I can give most parents or parents to just respect, give respect to gain it. To Build gain it, absolutely. Yeah. Because your child is also boundaries with you. For example, there's no way I can just pick up a phone and go through all of her phone. She has her own boundaries, just like I have yeah. mine. Absolutely. So, respecting each other. Indeed, I definitely do agree with what you've what you're saying. I think um, a lot of times, um, a lot of parents, this is where they feel like they need to kind of be a little bit more. Um, intrusive in their in their children's business so sometimes they would sort of overstep their boundaries by sort of taking their phone and checking their messages it's all part of being protective you know because we're yeah. all protective parents we want to see what's going on what are they doing who are their friends who are they socializing with are they you know within are they do they have the right influences you know what are they watching you yeah. know who are they speaking to so sometimes we forget the respect part which is to actually ask them first. And also, I also believe in actually having a conversation, yeah. opening up the opportunity to interact, to really communicate with your young adults and really set good boundaries in place so that, you know, each of you understands exactly where, um, the you know, where you guys should, where not to cross really, you know. So I think communication is key, respect is key. And a level of understanding because young people, you know, now they are different in terms of, um, they also have their own issues going on. And it's important for us as parents to really understand that and exercise a level of patience. That patient may not work for every young people because they all have different characteristics, you understand. And they really do know how to push buttons. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, absolutely. So talking about, talking about pushing buttons, where, in your um, sort of parenting life, have you sort of experienced where she's actually pushed some um, buttons that has actually made you, you know, flip? And um, how have you been able to kind of resolve it? Yeah, in a way she will answer, like a sharp answer, right? I'm very yeah. sarcastic, I can be very sarcastic. Mm. So can her father, and she's learned from both of us. So sometimes when she responds, it's a mirror of us. She's learned yes. from us. So I've noticed, and I, this was probably a few months ago, where we mm. were clashing a lot. And it was always like, uh, for example, oh, Jada, you're always on your phone. Well, so are you. I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, but you don't have to answer me that way. Well, you asked me. And I'm like, why are you being sarcastic rather than just saying, Mum, I'm just on my phone doing this. She goes, well, Mum, you don't do that to me either. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm thinking every time I ask her a question, it's, a sharp, it's like the sharp of the tongue. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got another. My mum used to say when I was younger, I've got an answer for everything. My mm. daughter has an answer for everything. Jada has an answer for everything. And it's so mm. sharp, she does it without thinking. So it was irritating me to the point where I was like, Jada, you don't. I'm talking to you very nicely, yeah. but I'm not getting that back. And she goes, Mum, you don't realise how sarcastic you are as well. I get <laughs> that from you and I get that from Dad. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to give it back to me. And she's like, yeah. well, that's not fair. So you give it to me, Mum, but I can't do it back to you even though I'm learning from you. And I was like, mm. she's right. 
because now, how can I change this? Or how I could change it is I'm going to speak to her in the nicest way possible. And yeah. I refer to taking a lot of deep breaths because that's the the me bringing my zen back, as in me bringing mm. control of the situation, i.e. don't act in anger, don't act yeah. in frustration. Don't give her what mm-hmm. is not going to have a solution, it's going to be a problem. And I learned from when Jada was very young as a child where yeah. my discipline was I used to get a few smacks, not a few, a lot. <laughs> I used to get a few smacks as a child. When Jada was a baby or growing up, she'll say about four years old, um, she did something really naughty and I smacked her really hard and I never smacked her before. I smacked her really hard and she was really shocked and she cried a lot. But she knew what she did wrong and I explained to her what she did wrong. Another time I I made I smacked her and she went to bed crying and then I was downstairs crying too. <laughs> so she was crying upstairs. I was downstairs crying. And the crime would last for so long and I would feel guilty and she would feel guilty and there would be that knot in my stomach. It didn't feel right for me to, to smack mm. her. When I said, and I punished her, and I said, Jada, you're, not, you're being very naughty right now. Go to your room. Yeah. She will go to her room and I'd say to her, stay in your room until you finish crying. When you finish yeah. crying, you can come down and apologize and then I'll explain to you what you did wrong. She would go upstairs. She literally cried for like two, three minutes, and then in her sobbing voice, "Mommy, I'm ready to apologize now." We go right downstairs. <laughs> she would come down. She would sit down. I'm sorry, mommy. And I go, okay. What are you sorry for? She said, yeah. "This, this, that." Why did you do it? Because this, that's that. Do you think you're gonna get a result by doing that? No. Mm-hmm. So how we do things differently? Then I've explained all the process. Now the difference yeah. between Smacking her and her crying for ages and irritating me and all the guilt and the difference between me saying to her, go to your room until you're calm and calm down and explaining the steps was so much better. Mm. And after that, she was my best friend and there was no no trouble. So Jada learned, uh, and that's this is the kind of child that she is. I can't say that, you know, I can't say that it will work for every parent. Uh, You know, I spoke to her today and the client said that, you know, we can't all parent a child the same way. We have no, to. Every, every child is unique and different. Yeah, she made a very, very good point. I didn't think of it that way, but I do it with Jada anyway. She's not the kind of child that responds to being smacked. She's mm. not the kind of child that responds to feeling disappointed. The worst thing for Jada is to disappoint someone. So instead of that and making yeah. her feel bad and making me feel bad, uh, this thing worked when she was younger and it still works now. So if I feel she's wrong, I now say to her, "What? this is what how you responded, Jada. I didn't like it, but then I'm giving her the calmness and then she's giving me the calmness back. The calmness, uh, yeah. And then I will turn around and say, Jada, did you not, or I may not say to her, I may get angry and I'll be like, did you just hear yourself how you responded to me? And she's mm. like, what do you mean? You know, in that teenage thing and they're going, what do you mean? Calm yourself down. Did you not mm. hear how you answered me? And then she'll be like, whoa, but no, Jada, did you not hear you answered me? And then she's calmed down. She's come down to my level. And then yeah. we're conversating about how she feels. And sometimes it goes beyond what has happened right now. She's going through something. She wants to get right. or she's tired. Mm-hmm. She needs something. Or maybe it could be that I'm avoiding her, I'm neglecting yeah. her, or... I'm too busy for her, or it could be something to do with her dad or something to do with her friends. 
Yeah. It's coming out in frustration towards me. So it's literally uh, giving them what you want back. So it comes exactly. back. Yeah. I really believe in that because we as parents, we have to watch our actions. Do you believe that? Yeah. Because, yeah, because when we put boundaries in place, we also have to set the examples. We have to be the examples because we are the role models. Um, I remember, I remember um, there's a set boundaries in my household, which is to do with the phone, because I love to use my phone a lot. I use it for emails, you name it, you know, is what I use a lot. Our point, you know, for all these business processes. And um it got to a stage whereby um, I needed to find a way to put the phone down at a certain time. And this was something that as a family, it became a topic. <laughs> and um, we all decided that when it's a certain time, we're all going to put our phones down. Everybody puts their phone yeah. down. Yeah. I, yeah, managed to, again. <laughs> yeah, I managed to do it, but then I went back again. And then I noticed that one of my children, one of our children um, started also going on their phone. And then I would say, put your phone down. And then one of them would say, well, mom, you remember you said at a second time, we all have to put our phone down, but you have your phone down. So then I looked at myself and I thought, right, I have to set an example. And when you said about Jada speaking to you in that manner, it meant that she felt like we had a communication whereby everybody had to do something. And because as an adult, you didn't do it. It sort of gave them an opportunity to do it. So we really have to be careful when we're setting boundaries. Um, we have to be the role models. We have to set clear boundaries and we also have to perform it the way that we have set it, you know? So those things are very, very important to be quite honest. There is a lot to learn in parenting. There is no manual. We are just learning as we go, uh, but we are trying our best to make it work and to balance. Um, so tell me about um, mother and daughter goals. This is a fantastic initiative that you've actually started. I think you started it early this year or last year. And um, I wanted to really get to know exactly um, what you do um, with this platform to help build the bond between mother and daughter, because this is actually something that is needed right now, especially now whereby everybody's at home and um, there is so many um, positive things happening, you know, and also some challenges happening in the household whereby there is good communications between parents and, and children. And then there's some levels of breakdown as well. But, you know, with your program, I think what you do is about building confidence yeah. And so trying to build bond because bonding is so key, especially now um, COVID-19 COVID has given us the opportunity to actually come together as a family and yeah. bond more. Right. You know, it's this season for bonding and yeah. also it's season for other families who have actually broken down as well for one reason or the other. Wow. You know, from your um, platform in terms of the mother and daughter goal, Tell us about some of the um, initiatives that you're going to be exploring or you've started exploring that could actually benefit, um, you know, in this season. So if I first started it from my daughter's need to mm. want to uh, feel healthier and fitter, being a yeah. personal trainer 
always mm. still training. I still train, not not as extensive as I used to. I train for fun now. I enjoy training. I wanted her to enjoy training with me. So I thought, yeah. okay, let's put a platform, mother and daughter goals, so that we can start putting our videos together, uh, supporting mm-hmm. other women out there with their, their goals and their, and their connection. And when I started yeah. putting the videos in there uh, of me and her working out in the gym, I thought, oh, let me give a bit of advice or put up a video saying, you know, do you struggle when your teenager does this? How do you communicate? And I started mm-hmm. realizing that people were liking it. Um, yeah. I'm asking for more. Uh, love your makeup. How did that come <laughs> <laughs> I'll, share, I'll share all the secrets later. So, my daughter's 17. So, I thought, okay, let me give more guiders. And then I started off with a coach and a transformation coach. I was, as I was transforming myself, at the mm. beginning, I was neglecting my daughter because I'm now at this point where I'm feeling amazing, I'm feeling alive, I've overcome severe anxiety, I've got a great partner, everything's going well. And I believe in my household, my daughter's happy. But then she's dealing with the fact that both parents, myself and my father, are no longer speaking. So right. she's dealing with that. And mm. at the same time, I'm thinking she's happy. She's happy that I'm happy. And then we we had to perform a mother and daughter um, sort of duo act because Jada sings. She had to sing and I write my poetry. And in yeah, a way, yeah. she sang and I wrote my poetry. In that moment, we kind of broke down a little bit and we was asked questions by the audience, you know, how are you dealing with this? How are you dealing with that? And Jada started talking about my breakdown, breakthrough, and I could see that she was very emotional. So when we came home, I think we've done so well. And I'm forever putting up a post saying how, how, how amazing she is and how much she's supporting me through the anxiety. And one day, we were having a bit of an argument. And she broke down and she said to me, Mom, you tell everybody in the whole world how proud you are of me and how much I did for you, but you've never told me that. And then she got upset. And I said, you're right. There and then, I told her, how I felt and I thank her for everything that she'd done because she really stepped up during her time. She really stepped up and she was only 12 years old. Um, so I said thank you. So then I realized where I'm thinking that I'm doing all these amazing things and my daughter's happy for me and she's yeah. happy, I'm happy. She's dealing with something and I'm mm. not coaching her. I'm coaching all these other amazing women to break through, but then yeah. I'm not doing myself home. Mm. So then I started to advise, based on my own experiences of reconnecting with my child, I started to advise women. And I've yeah. given a free half an hour coaching session where a mother and daughter can come together and speak. Now, Good. it's harder for teenagers to open up. I get that. So I thought instead of making them open up as in a, in a talkative environment over the camera, how yeah. about taking them to a park, mother and daughter, or I could even turn my garden into a training session. Me and my daughter, and the mother and the other daughter, we all train together. And at the end, we all sit down and we start the conversation, right? So Jada's there. She's got another teenager that's in common with her. I'm there. I've got another woman that's in common with me. We're all yeah. talking. And in that environment, both teenagers feel like opening up. Isn't that so much better than actually taking a mother and daughter into a counseling session and saying, what's going on? Absolutely. So I want to open a coaching program for mothers who 
you have you know business women who have got so much going on they don't mm. have don't know how to reconnect with their daughter so they'd rather avoid that because they just don't know and she's playing up or she's just yeah. been a, i used to use that word a lot she's just been a teenager but i realized mm, yeah. that she's been a teenager she's mm. been a reflection of me she's been a mirror of me she's going yeah. through something as with i was able to get the support from other people to heal and i was able to heal myself from my own experiences who's helping her to heal absolutely yeah be a coach to her because she may not op- want to open up about certain things that are going on that mm. but maybe if i open the door i can find other people to also help us um, support us so being in a group of two mothers two daughters they've got something in common all of us as a group can open up and it kind of opens that channel absolutely so, yeah Coming back to the COVID and this whole pandemic situation, it, I thought me and her were close, but we've gotten so much closer. And it started off with us going for a long walk down the riverside in Barking. And I said, you know what, from now on, we start, she started opening up about a lot of the things that she's going through and that she wants to do and her fitness goals and health goals and what she wants to feel and how she wants to feel and what was getting in the way. And at that moment, I thought, you know what, Jada? We, we spoke for two hours and said, from now on, whenever we've got something and we want to express, let's go for this walk. Whether you want to go or I want to go, we drag each other and we take that moment to talk. And we've done it about two or three more times. After we talked, she came home and set in the goals of her health journey and be so simple. She was waking up at nine o'clock, which is something she's never done. Eager to train with me. We're both taking time to cook each other meals. If I make breakfast, she makes lunch, I make dinner. So we're alternating. If I've made dinner, she's washing the dishes. If she's made dinner, I'm washing the dishes. So then we sat down and my body's downstairs. We wrote a list. My cousin gave me this inspiration to write a list of all the things that you want to do by yourselves that you want to achieve, whether that's business or personal. And then in there, with love hearts, and I've got these love hearts sticky notes, write down self-care things that you either want to do by yourselves or together and put them on the board. I put it downstairs mm. and with a date when I want to do them. The self-care, there's no dates. They're just random. But the idea is to add one self-care thing per day. And then on a Friday, which is our mother and daughter day, we're going to do something together. So all of that is in our board. It's downstairs. I go downstairs. I pick up a post and I go, right, today I've got to do my website. So I come up. I'm upstairs doing my work. She's downstairs doing her college work. And then today I looked past my board and I went, like, oh, I need to wash my hair and have a facial. I need an hour. And I did that this morning. And then she wants to do something. So if she hasn't done her self-care, I'll be like, Jada, have you done it? And it's a reminder that we've got all these things that we want to achieve mm. before lockdown ends. Because I want to be able to do things I never had time for. Exactly. It's, it's over. The busy lives are going to start again. So Absolutely. why not focus on mm. her one of my books and I'll sign the phone. I told her to start reading a book as well. So she mm. can and herself better because this book helps you to go within so just basically showing her by example how to look after you how to love you and how to give yourself the self-care and i can only teach that by doing it myself so she's looking at me just like every child is looking at their parent whether it's a boy or a girl they are looking at you and you're their role model whether it's a good role model or a bad role model they are mm-hmm. looking at you. They are a sponge of everything that 
that you feel, that you do, and what you say is going to come right back to you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. We are the reflection, aren't we? And we are what they see every day. Um, and also, I wanted to move on to um, positive role models. Um, I wanted to talk about the male figures in the lives of our children. Um, I have my partner with me, which is amazing. And so we work together in partnership. Um, but there are some parents whereby they're not together anymore. And so, um this is something that is quite tough yeah. and um, you know i i work with my partner and so it's it, it works really well mm -hmm. and i understand the way that we work together to bring up our children but i think um having male role models is so key in the life of our children and mm -hmm. to kind of touch on that because it also helps with boundary settings and putting limits in place because there is full of um of that respect for for a male role model, a dad in the household, um, which actually plays a key um, part in the in the development of that child, especially um, for female and for male, for both children actually. And um, I always find that there is that you know nice relationship and communication uh, with a male role model in the household or even in their life in whatever capacity whether as an uncle or whether as a youth leader, um, it's so vital for our young people to have positive male role model in any capacity um, if there isn't any in the household. I mean, what is your take on that? It's, it's true. I mean, I didn't grow up with a dad around. Uh, I still have communication with my dad who lives in Mozambique. So I never really had a role model and my stepdad worked away. Um, so my only role model really was my brother who's two years older than me and he wasn't really a good role model because he was just doing his, his boy stuff. It's very important to have it. Um, myself mm -hmm. and my daughter's dad, we've always co-parented up until a certain point. Um, by the time we stopped co-parenting co in the sense of communication, she was old enough to now be able to seek advice from both of us. And because we were very similar in our co-parenting in terms of our values, you know, family values and, you know, her letting us know where she's going to be anywhere, where she's going, communicating with us. If she gets to her dad, she texts me. If she comes home, she texts him. Because by the time we stopped communicating, she mm. already knew these things. She already knows what to do. And right. because she has a very good relationship with her dad, uh, mm. they're very close they have long conversations too so she yes. can go to her dad and speak to him about certain things and then she come to me certain things she won't tell her she can come to me and talk to me so mm -hmm. it's very important for a female and a male to have that role model that they can um look up to. i'm kind i'm very blessed that she my daughter still has that relationship with her dad and even yesterday her dad came to see her and then went for a two-hour walk she hadn't seen him through this whole pandemic and she yeah. came and she goes, Mom, I'm so happy. I've got two really good parents. And I said, oh, thank you, baby. She goes, no, you guys are really, sometimes, you know, I'm sorry if I'm, sometimes I'm difficult, but I'm so blessed to have two parents. And saying that gives me joy because it means that although mm -hmm. we don't communicate anymore, for the yeah. first few years that were the most important years of her life, mm -hmm. you know, up until the teenage years, She's had us both, even though we were separated. She's had the co-parenting and yeah. the same family values 
um, in order to respect both her parents. So I know where she is when she goes every time she goes to her dad or where she goes or if she goes to her friends. And yeah. so sometimes she's like, Mom, I don't know who I'm supposed to text because I left dad's and I'm with you. And I text yeah. him, and you're telling me why didn't I text you? It gets confusing. So I'm like, <laughs> just text us both. So she's like, okay, cool. So yeah, so having that positive male role model is important. Yeah. Um, she also has my partner who has got children himself and every time sometimes i seek advice from a man's point of view i say like because he's got girls as well so i'm like you know mm. i deal with this and yeah that. and sometimes when he gives advice jada can hear it and then jada be like he's such a dad <laughs> <laughs> he's a dad so he's yeah also can gain um that kind of perspective from someone who's with a mum and mm. has children of his own and he, his child is much older in her 30s so he's had the whole experience of being a role model to his daughter who's now a young woman so yeah. so it's, it's very important to have both i wish i'd had yeah, it I agree, yeah mom was the dad and the, the mom <laughs> yeah and that is how it is in you know some household whereby you know the dad is the mom and the dad and the mom is the mom and dad you know what i mean yeah. An amazing job. I mean, I salute all. Yeah. I consider myself to be a single woman. I did, although we did the co-parenting, I wasn't able to play both roles myself. Yeah. I could if I had to. I would have stepped up like my mum did. But single yeah. women who are playing that role, they're playing that role extremely well because it's not easy um, mm. to do everything and to be the everything. But you know, it's that you know they're doing amazing jobs, and I. I did. I did myself too because I did an amazing job all those years. So, welcome to you. Amazing, and you turned out really great. Um, I was going to say, let me look at some of the questions that we have from our guest. So, let me just put that up here so you can actually see. So, what advice would you give to parents who have grown up with and listen to me as I'm older than than you mentally? Otherwise, I will push you in terms of how you will be disciplined has been lent in our culture. Mm. Yeah, that's quite comfortable. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of understand the way she's written it. But she was saying, what advice would you give to parents who have grown up with that mentality of, listen, I'm older, uh, mm. and, and I will punish you in terms of how you will be disciplined. As, All right, okay, as, yeah, parents who are more of a... Um, African yeah. Now I'll just move to the middle a little bit. Move to the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. So it's basically parents who are sort of more um controlling in a way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Not so controlling, but maybe they just want to have the last say and just be the ones that whatever I tell you to do, you will do without no without no choices or no options. I think that's what she means. What do you yeah. think? What yeah. Advice would you give to parents who have grown up with the listen to me as I'm older, their mm. new mentality? Otherwise, I will punish you in terms of how you'll be disciplined as has been. How, what advice would you give to parents? Do you mean like, I'm trying to understand this question as well. Do you mean okay. like so, to... So what, advice, so what she's saying is that how would you kind of deal with the situation where there's a parent that is sort of um, telling you to 
do this without giving you the options or choices. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and they've always had this mentality of do what I say. Right. I would give the advice I'll give to parents. Mm. Times have changed. Seriously, yeah. like at the beginning, you can't discipline one child the same as every single child. I mean, like I said, mm. I learned from my mum. She yeah. was, don't talk back. Uh, I'm the parent. I can swear at you. You can't swear back. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm older than you. Respect me. Yeah. I'm with that however it suited me to a certain degree to the point where from the age of 16 i wanted to leave home because i wanted my freedom i didn't want mm. it to be respected as a young adult right so the advice i will give to parents is that times have changed mm. plus in the uk i came to this country when i was 10 years old i had to adapt to the english way of uh, parents upbringing or whatever you call it, the lack of discipline. You know, two of my friends were white. They had no discipline. They could be out to walk hours. I found it so hard to to accept my mum's uh, discipline. I struggled. And I was like, why, why mum, can't you just let me go and sleep at my friend's house? No, you're a girl, you must stay at home. And I'm like, why? I couldn't understand it. So for me, it was very difficult. Now, I took what I didn't like but what, what actually helped me. So the advice that I'll give to parents is, times have changed. Listen to your child, yeah? Do you trust your child? Do you respect your child? If you do, give them the freedom to express themselves. Speak to them. I don't like when, when parents beat a child and not explain to the child why they got beaten. The child will go and do it again and again and again. So... Times have changed. Communicate with your child more. Get to know your child more because you realize that once you get to know your child, then you can then adapt to how that child needs to be disciplined, if you want to call it that, or how that child wants to be treated. Or you can't just say, I'm the father, I'm the mother, you've got to respect me. What do you expect from that? If you want the child to be pushed away from you, if they want the child to stop having that relationship with you, continue doing what you're doing. But if you want to build a relationship and respect and really get to know your child, sit down with them. Ask them, mm -hmm. why are you behaving this way? Why are you not listening to me? Why are you breaking the rules? Really, really listen to the child and take the time and think to yourself, if my parents were this way, did it help me? I'm standing here today and I was brought up this way. Did it help me? Is it going to help my child now? If it didn't help me, is it going to help my child? Ask yourself those questions. What kind of parent do you want to be? And do you want to drive that child away? I didn't get driven away at the age of 18 because my mom wasn't that extreme. However, mm -hmm. I could have. But then over time, we built on our relationship. We actually got on better, me living somewhere else than living at home with my mom. But over mm -hmm. time, I've got uh, my sister who's 29 now. She had left more freedom than I did. They get on extremely well. But I get mm. on with my mom now. But my mom could have pushed me away if I'd not focused on building that relationship with her again. And she also did her part of building and supporting me when I had my daughter. But there's many parents out there that they adapt this mentality, like Siobhan said. I'm the parent. You've got to listen to me. And where are they now? Where's your child now? Are you mm. close to them? 
Are you wondering where they are? Are they respecting you? Uh, do you even know where they are? So it's, it's, it's really thinking to yourself, what kind of parent do I want to be and what kind of relationship do I have and want to have with my child? And working on it together, listening. Yeah, I think um, building together is, is key, actually. Um, talking to your children, finding out how you can actually work on your relationship. That's the way forward. Um, yeah, building each other up. Yeah, thank you yeah. for that. Um, I wanted to go on to just ask you another question before we go into this second um, agenda. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about, um, in terms of boundaries, is it possible for us as parents to actually negotiate <laughs> boundaries um, with our young young adults, our teenagers? Um, is it possible for us to negotiate it or should we just be very, um, you know, straight to the point or can we actually have a conversation about it first and negotiate? I think, um, okay, I'm a coach, right? So yeah. I have boundaries with my clients, i.e., you know, up until 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I'm not coaching them, or therefore I won't answer your questions until the next day. Do I negotiate, negotiate those boundaries with my clients? No. <laughs> I don't negotiate those boundaries with my clients because the boundary has to suit you to make you a better person. So... If, do I negotiate boundaries with my daughter? I don't, it depends on what kind of boundaries we're talking about. As in, for example, that's a boundary, yeah? That's different. Uh, I adapted the same thing that you said with every Sunday, we'll put the phone down, no phones, we sit down at the dinner table, we have a big Sunday roast. During that time, we're opening up, we're talking more. And I noticed that worked. Now, this is the pandemic now. Everything is online. <laughs> Our entertainment is online. Like mm -hmm. you, Anna, sometimes I'm on my phone too. My mm -hmm. partner get very uh, disturbed when I used to be with him and I'm on my phone. So I noticed he didn't like that, but I didn't like the fact that he wasn't communicating that with me very effectively. He was just getting upset with me that I'm on my phone. But he wasn't telling me what's actually mm -hmm. bothering him until he came out in a little bit of a little argument. But then we mm -hmm. finally sat down together and... He explained how he felt, and I explained how I felt, and we, we agreed a boundary. So I thought mm. to myself, okay, I've got to do the same thing with my daughter. I can't do the whole, you're always on your phone. Come off your phone. That's yep. not nice. Or give her the cold shoulder because she won't understand. So instead of saying that, I had to lead by example. My negotiating my boundary was, okay, Jada, instead of you not having your phone for the whole day or whatever, okay, mm. up until 7 o'clock, we both put our phones away for an hour. That helped. She was at first she didn't like it, but she yeah. agreed to it. And it worked. After a few days, she was like, Oh mum, it's actually better not to have our phone next to us. I can actually focus on other things. So mm. what I tried to do as well this weekend, I did actually. I detoxed by being completely off social media the whole weekend just to focus on the house. But I noticed I'm off my phone and she's constantly on the phone. And I mm. thought to myself, and she keeps complaining that she's getting so many headaches all the time. And I know it's because she's always on her phone or she's always yeah. watching me. So I said to her, Jada, not being on my phone is actually so good. Coming off WhatsApp, it's been amazing. I can focus on other things. It hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to do it again. Leave yeah. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to show her how much more free I am. And it's mm. also going to benefit me and my partner and my family that, 
I'm not on the phone on the weekend. I don't coach people on the weekend anyway, so why do I need to be on there? Exactly. Right? So with my daughter, it's the same. Okay, she's not running a business, but how can we negotiate a boundary where every Saturday or every Sunday there's no phones and we focus on the house, we focus on ourselves. I can only do that by showing her that mm. when I'm on my phone, my attention is on her now. Let's do things, Jada. Let's do this. Let's put our phone away. My phone is away. Let's do yours. That I in see. itself might start planting that seed and then mm. I've shown you. It, we can see it works. It's making yeah. us bond. It's making us closer. Jada, how about next weekend we'll both stay off our phones for the whole Sunday because I can't do the whole weekend with her, of course, mm. or even two hours. If she agrees, we've agreed on a boundary. But it has mm. to be kind of slowly... Uh, it suits me. It may not suit her to be off my phone. She's got reasons for wanting to be in there. It's entertainment. My only reason was mostly business, but I don't need to be checking up on everything because mm -hmm. when I am, I'm neglecting my home yeah. and I'm neglecting mm -hmm. my family and I'm neglecting my child. So yeah. even though she doesn't have those responsibilities, I want to show her that yeah. if you take the phone away, how much more can you achieve? Because I've come back this week, Hannah, and I feel mm. like a brand new woman. I feel yeah. like the two days I've had have been the most, um, how can I put it, the most focused right. I've had in this whole three, four weeks of pandemic. I've achieved so much. And it's like all because I said no phones on the weekends, no mm -hmm. phones after 7 o'clock. So once 7 o'clock finishes, it's just be, it'll be just be family, no business. It helps me to wake up fresh. It helps me to wake up focused. And I only really, if someone starts calling me and they haven't made an appointment with me, I look at this phone and I'm already annoyed. I'm like, how dare you calling me when you haven't set an appointment with me? <laughs> I'm talking to the phone, but I'm thinking maybe this person doesn't know my boundaries. Let me pick up just in case. And yeah. I pick up and I'm not in a good mood. And then I realize, oh, okay, yeah, I wanted to hear from you, actually. <laughs> so have that balance of, um, yeah, you could add boundaries, but be a bit more flexible with yeah. boundaries as well. I yeah. totally agree with that, definitely. Yeah, so lastly, before we go into the life mastermind, which is um, an amazing um, agenda as well, um, you know, what advice would you give to mums who are struggling in terms of putting boundaries in place, and even dads as well, because we're all in it together? Um, what sort of tips and advice would you give them, um, especially having a very sort of... Um, um, challenging young person in the house, you know, it's, it's quite tough, isn't it? What sort of advice would you actually give them? I mean, I know we focus a lot on young adults and teenagers as well, and you know, we've got to address the parents who are uh, homeschooling as well. Yeah. I've heard from so many friends, and it's been, it's been, and even carers as well, yeah. I mean, in any capacity, looking after children or teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, or young adults, exactly. you know, yeah. The advice is, and I know this is not going to be easy, is relax more. Relax. Seriously. I mean, you can't, right, in this particular time, there's no time to be perfect. There's no time for perfection. That does not exist, right? Mm. Especially parents who are still working from home. Yeah. Relax. I know it's not easy. Relax. If you can't sit your child down to do this homeschooling because the child keeps forever asking you this, this, that, and the other. Just like Siobhan said one day, she just put some painting aside, some coloring stuff with her daughter. She did a little bit of coloring with her, and then she got back to work or made the workstation 
for the daughter next to her. So they're both working together. So the advice mm. I give is relax more, let yeah. go of perfections, mm-hmm. take time. You would have your hour lunch break with your work. Have your lunch break with your daughter, with your child, with your son. Make that a family meal. So when Jada cooks, she calls me for lunch. I go downstairs, we have an hour lunch. Then we'll both separate and go into our own space. If you've got a young child, okay, you may not be able to do that. But sit down with them, engage with them, play with them, eat, and then go, right, now it's time for mommy or dad to go upstairs and do some work. Just relax into the fact Mm. that in about two or three weeks, however long it's going to take, business is going to come back. You're going to want family time you're going to miss that child again you Absolutely. know life is going to be busy again so relax let go of perfections make more time for play make more time mm. for make more time for play fridays is always our day to watch movies you know at the boundaries of the phone as well but have an intention for it don't just say right we're going to be on a phone for an hour what is exactly. the reason yeah What's the intention? intention is that during this time we're going to have family time because when i sat down with jade and we started to write the boards of the do's and the don'ts or the things not the do's and the don'ts the things that we wanted to do at first she was like oh. i could see she was like thinking this is long this is long yeah. my partner called me and interrupted i said babe i've got to do this with jada and then my intention when she saw that my intention was on her and even though she was into it i continued writing fun stuff i said jada we put mm. some serious stuff i put a facial a book buy shampoo, do my hair. She's like, oh, okay. And then she put some more love heart stuff. <laughs> I said, well, what about things for us to do together? She goes, oh, oh yeah, we can do this. I said, yeah, we can play cards. Oh, I don't know how to play cards. I'm going to teach you. So the minute she saw us adding the love heart of the fun stuff, and yeah. we made this board, and it's a good idea for the parents to do like a nice little board with little post-it notes and have it there in front of you. You can remind Absolutely. you. Yeah, during mm. this time, let's do an activity together. It excites them, whether they're five years old or whether they're 17 years old. She's excited. Yeah. So, yeah, just enjoy enjoy this time. <laughs> Absolutely. You're definitely right. Family time is key. What we've done is actually make sure that we have family time because everybody is now in the same boat. We're all in the house. So excuse not to have family time. And so we have the youngest in the house who is actually the coordinator and we're sure that after a certain time he's set up the games and all the equipment we need and telling everybody going to their rooms is family time it's family time. you're going to yeah. be late. so he's really taking it on board you know wow. taking it like a real job which is yeah, really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Important, don't they? Because it needs to feel important as well if you just say yeah. right mommy's gonna work you're going to stay in your corner and they're ignoring, they're going to want your attention all the time. But if you're going to want your attention all the time, absolutely. Yes. And like you said, mm, and like you said about when it comes to setting boundaries, I think it's, it's important to allow the young person to understand why you're setting boundaries, why you're putting it in place. Because most of us times, or maybe few of us, we just set it without giving any clear direction, any clear um, instructions, and they're not really sure why they're being, being, why they have to go through that. You understand? So I think it's so important for them to know, and for you to have a good way of communicating that with your child and making sure that you're very clear and right. let them understand 
you know, what the consequences will be uh, should they not adhere to those boundaries. And uh, I think this is just an amazing topic and um, is a topic that we can continuously go on and on and on about. And I think we've been able to cover some of the questions that um, our audience, our guest who has been listening, actually asked us, which is really amazing. And so, so for some of you who have actually joined us, welcome to the Birth Your Vision podcast series. This is, this is um, season two now, where we focus on interviewing female entrepreneurs who are mothers and also um, emerging um, as, aspiring um, entrepreneurs who are, you know, focused on, on their career, on entrepreneurship, you know, and we're looking at motherhood as well. And obviously those who are also going to be mothers. So this is actually a podcast to really get, you know, their voices heard and also their expertise as well um, to share various topics on how we balance, you know, being a mother and also, you know, running a business, which is quite tough. It's very challenging when you do not have, you know, good support network in place. Um, you know, given my position at the center of a large female entrepreneurial community, um, being the founder of All Women's Network, um, I really wanted to do this, especially during this season of uncertainty, whilst we're all, you know, in this um, current you know, pandemic. I wanted to really create a platform to give female entrepreneurs a voice to be able to give them the opportunity to share their expertise and also share their stories on this platform and tell us how they are able to balance, especially in this tough time, you know, doing homeschooling, working from home, trying to, um, you know, use different tools, um, business that you've never actually had to use before, trying to pivot your business, trying to change your business model. So there's quite a lot going on and also managing finance, which is another topic that we're going to be going into. So as we are going into the second topic now, it's really about finance. And we wanted to talk about creative ways to actually make money at home during this COVID-19. And this is the second part of um, the show, which is about, um, you know, talking about a specific topic and giving you smart solutions on how to actually deal with that. So this is the second one. The second um, segment It's called Life Mastermind. So welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. Um, this is the Life Mastermind, um, the second part of this live show. And this is where me and my guest, we give you smart solutions and also tips on how to grow and build your business. And today we're going to be looking at how to make money at home during COVID-19. Now, finance is definitely a big issue right now because a lot of people they're not they're not really having um, enough money at the moment to be able to sustain them and their family and you know um, we want to create ways that you can make money right now at home to be able to at least get some money to be able to support yourself and your family so let's just kick start and go into it straight away we've had one or two questions already which is around okay i'm a makeup artist and right now I do not have any other means to make enough money to help sustain me and my child. What advice would you give me? Um, and I really want to get some information on what I could do. Um, so over to you, Nelza, just before I kick start it. Or would right. you like to start it first? Siobhan's question. 
about what advice would you give parents? So I think that's good. Can you still see that on your screen? Yeah, that's fine. Um, this one is on the email, so he's not on here. So that's okay. fine. Yeah. Right. So the question is around, I'm a makeup artist. I have limited income at the moment. What can I do currently to help me, you know, get some more income, especially during this uncertain time? Um, let me just start it very, very, um, let me start it first, just because I myself um, am yeah. in that industry as well. Um being a beauty expert. And so as a makeup artist in this current season, my advice would be for you to be able to create a short online course. Um, even though you don't have any experience, you need to start seeking help and support to see what is out there, who can help you. This is the time for us to reach out. We need to start reaching out to different communities and different business hubs and looking around to see what resources is available for us right now to access. So I would advise you to first use the skill. So we're talking about skills experience now. We're talking about your knowledge. So these are the three things that we're going to focus on on this life mastermind. Skills, experience, knowledge, expertise, four things, okay? So you as a makeup artist, you have skills, you have experience, you have expertise. This is the time for you to start using it to start monetizing because what you want to do is to create a short online course on how to do simple makeup, everyday makeup. Um, and also for you to run masterclasses. Um, you can also do live webinars. You can actually do a Facebook page or Instagram page where you show simple tasters for people to see your work and see what you can do. And then you can actually direct them to, the, to an online course where they can actually register and pay for that training. Because what you're doing is you're actually sharing your expertise and your knowledge in order for them to gain a skill. So I would advise you to do that. And also another thing that you can do is to actually start creating YouTube videos. You may not gain the money straight away, but it's a platform for you to start using it in order for you to be able to sustain um, income in the near future. So these are things that you can actually do right now as a makeup artist. And also you can actually create a digital ebook about how to, um, you know, um, create the right, create the right, um, to wear the right foundation, you know, what sort of foundation can you have or how to um, get ready for interview. You know, you can do very, very simple ebook to help you and you can price that from $10 and, you know, if 100 people was to buy that, you'd make some money. So it's about thinking outside of the box and really thinking how you can use your knowledge right now and your expertise to start making money. Over to you, Nelza, in terms of um, adding tips to this. To second that, uh, I absolutely love everything that you said. You covered most points I was going to anyway. Mm -hmm. But to second that, I would also go as far as, because being a coach, we are problem solvers. Yeah. So you have to stand out from the rest. There may be other people doing similar stuff, i.e. Mm -hmm. YouTube videos, courses. Ask yourself, just like you, you're the consumer. You're the one that does makeup. And the reason why you started uh, being a makeup artist is because mm -hmm. you had an issue. You had a problem. So yeah. what you need to do is you need to figure out what that particular, what your clients or what the women that you want to promote this product to, what's their biggest problem? If their yes. biggest like you said, is foundation. Put out a few more videos about how to get the right foundation. Just free videos on YouTube, right? And mm -hmm. then you start 
seeing people that are liking it, whether they, they're, they're liking more videos, start putting more. If their problem is, um, for example, not knowing how to do, what's it called, the eyeliner. I'm not that great at it. I'm yeah, eyelashes, sure. eyelashes, eyelashes yeah. No, eyeliner. Listen, this eyeliner business. <laughs> eyeliner, yeah. You get it done so flawlessly. So if it is, you know, creating the, the perfect, um, you know, eyeliner on top of your eye or whatever it is, if it's yeah. that, put a few videos on how simple it is. So basically, find the problem that mm. the person is having. Exactly. And start having short videos about it. And then mm -hmm. eventually, you could do a live and say, look, I'm going to put together a six-week course or a four-week course and how, yeah. to, how to solve your problem. And mm -hmm. something that's a really good tip. Say, how to solve the problem without the issue. How to solve. So, for example, I'm about to do a six-week course. And my course is about how to find peace. That's all it was called. But then... If I think about it, how to find peace, some people may look at this word and think, oh, then what's well, find peace? That might not be exactly, that's not my problem. That's not my problem, yeah. We've got to break it down. To find yeah. peace, which is the solution, yeah. without anxiety. So the problem is the anxiety. The solution is peace. So you yes. could say something like how to apply the perfect eyeliner. I know. Yeah, without margin or how to apply the perfect foundation so that it looks without without uh, the contouring or without buying all these expensive products so buying expensive product is the problem how mm -hmm. to uh, do the perfect eyeliner is the solution so Absolutely. having a title to the mm -hmm. course that you're going to have is going to draw in the right clients but like me and Hannah do, you have to build a presence. So people need to see what you're capable of doing first. So doing these little YouTube free videos is your first part. So that's one of the things I said to back up the course that you're doing, which is what Maxine said. That's true. Thinking outside the box. What Thinking outside of the box. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, it's, it's really about, yeah, go on. Yeah. And then it's like one thing that I do as well when I focus in on making money I write down what, what my resources are. You may not be able to say this, but this is resources. Yeah? What mm. resources are available to me right now in terms of making money? And just yeah. go wild and write a list. It could be anything. It could be like selling my dresses, selling mm -hmm. my outfits I don't wear anymore, uh, selling a picture frame, or it could be one thing that I'm going to explore is being an Amazon affiliate, selling mm. other people. Uh, promoting other people's products uh, and getting paid for it, right? That's something I'm going to get my daughter into because she's at home, she's on Wi-Fi all the time. Exactly, yeah. And the beauty of it is when you go mm. to YouTube and you type in how to find out to do this or how to do that, your problem, the videos about what you're looking for will come up. Yeah. And that's training itself. How to put together yeah. a course, there's training for it. How to mm -hmm. find out about Amazon affiliates? There's training for it. How yeah. to write an ebook? There's training for it. So mm -hmm. write down as many things that you can think of that are available to you right now that you could sell to make money, that you can produce to make money, that you could, you know, there's Spock where you can sell things for free and now they deliver. 
Um, yeah. uh, there's like, um, what's it called? A Facebook marketplace where people will also deliver stuff. There's, there's just so much. But once you do a list of uh, loads of ideas, just brainstorm. And mm. then yourself, okay, what can I start with? So exactly. I did the list that I could start with is I have a, a, a dress from House of CB that I mm. bought. It never fit me because it's too tight. I've kept this dress neatly in a box. I can't send it back now because it's still tagged and it's it's no longer in season. Why is it sitting in my wardrobe for? I was waiting until I went down to a size eight. That ain't ever going to happen. So mm. I've put it for sale. <laughs> if the first price doesn't work, I'm going to put it down a little bit. And if it doesn't yeah. sell on spot, I'm going to try another market, um, you know, Amazon marketplace, or even send a list to people, friends and family in your WhatsApp group to say, look, mm. I'm doing this. Do you want it? I'm sure someone's going to want it. So doing a big list of loads of things, brainstorming, and then just pick a few of the things that you can do. It's going to help you de declutter your house as well. Absolutely, indeed. Yes. And um, the other one is, let's see what Siobhan said. She said, show us COVID at home makeup styles, how to look glam for yourself um, whilst at home. But natural looks, we need that. That's an example of someone who needs exactly yeah, what doing yeah. Right now, yeah like quick, quick styles. My one took me five minutes. I've got no yeah. foundation. I've just got concealer, <laughs> a little bit of eyeliner, lip gloss, yeah. blusher. Mm -hmm. Five minutes done. Show people how to do it because, like, or even like you said, Siobhan, which is you know, us, myself, and Hannah, you are yeah. or yourself that's doing live videos, you don't want to go through the whole whole face, right? Okay. You've got to you just want to keep it simple. Yeah. You can shoot by putting by the way, but I didn't. But I want it quick. I want it quick because I don't want to waste this makeup because I'm going to have to take it off and I've got nowhere to go with it. So Love I don't want to waste it. I'm going to the minimum and I'm going to do it really, really quick. That's a good selling course. Yeah. You could sell a course. Mm. I had to look glam for an interview in under five minutes. Absolutely. There's so many ideas. It's unbelievable. We need to start thinking outside of the box. And there's so many things and so many ways to actually start making you know, a bit of money during this COVID. And then there's another one. Um, I'm a graphic designer and I love creating different graphics and designs. And um, I'm really struggling struggling at the moment to make money. Um, what advice and tips could you give me right now? Okay, I'm going to start with, you need to start doing Facebook Live. Let's yeah. start from there. Let's start from there. Do Facebook Live and just show us exactly what you've created. Ah. Sometimes it's about the simple steps, you yeah. know, it's about taking small actions and simple steps. If you're shy, perhaps do a closed Facebook group. Uh, or Zoom. Or Zoom, mm -hmm. you know, just ask questions, ask people, how can I do video conferencing? What do I need to download? What do I need? What apps are there to help me to showcase my work? Just start small because all these tools, they are free unless you want to use them constantly for your business. Then there's different tiers. There's different options for you to pay. Okay. But the beginning level is absolutely free. You can Zoom, ask six friends to join you and tell them that you'll be showcasing some of your recent work. And, you know, if you can help me, this is the price because at this stage, there is no income and I need your support. Mm -hmm. 
And if you were selling it for six for um, ten pounds per graphic design, six friends that equals sixty pounds. Now that's once a week, sixty times four, that gives you more income. So it's really about thinking outside of the box. And then once you feel confident, you go and do Facebook Live. You'll see a lot of people coming on to actually get involved because they are going to be attracted to the visuals. You know, graphic designing, it's about visuals and people want to see visuals. And that way you're showing people your latest work. And then you're also creating a very small um, sort of landing page. You can actually use MailChimp to help yep. you to design it very easy. If you don't know how to do it, ask. This is one of the things that we do. We are always helping women, always supporting women to be able to understand how to use simple tools to, you know, help build and grow their business. So simple things such as, you know, building a landing page or maybe um, understanding how to use MailChimp or maybe how to use Zoom video conferencing. All these things, they are very, very important when it comes to doing business or getting yourself out there being seen so i would say start with facebook live or maybe zoom and um and then start doing live webinars as well because you can actually charge people to come and you know and you teach them your expertise you show them what you've created you know you can create digital products with this amazing work you know you can hold master classes you know what what's your take on that I absolutely love it. Yeah, definitely start with the Facebook lives and the Zoom. Start with a small group of friends. And yeah. tell you, like me, I don't know uh, the the extent of how much a graphic designer can create, right? I know the design and I know sometimes I use a computer and use it, they use freehand as well. I don't know. I have no idea. So for me, mm -hmm. like you could do like a Zoom call or a Facebook live saying, uh, different types of graf graphic designing, right? Mm. That's one thing. The other thing that came up to me straight away is this, and I'm going to show you the cover of my book, right? Yeah. The cover of my book, this, mm -hmm. this, this picture had my partner behind it because he took the picture of it. But yeah. I love this picture so much because it symbolized something, that mm. when I was my publisher who works with a graphic designer that did the cover of the book, I showed yeah. him the picture and he worked on a perfect picture by taking my partner away and putting up butterflies and all that sort of stuff. You could actually, so many people are at home right now wanting to write stories. Some yes. of them want to publish their own books and they may not mm -hmm. have a publisher or yeah. there could be a lot of publishers that are looking for a graphic designer. So what mm -hmm. you could actually approach is by putting a post on Facebook and saying, I'm a graphic designer. Do you wish to write a book or are you a publisher looking for a graphic design designer to work mm. with you right now during this pandemic? You might find a lot of self-publishers want a graphic designer because yeah. they're, they're trying to find the most cost-effective way to produce their book. They've got time to write a book because they're at home. Uh, time, for example, I'm going to self-publish my journal uh, very soon. I don't even know what the cover is going to be. I'm going to need a graphic designer because this time... I'm not using my publisher. My publisher has her designers, but I'm not going to use the, my publisher this time because mm. the book is going to be small, less wording, but I'm going to need a nice cover. So I may need you. Whoever this person is, get in contact with me. I may need you. I may I need you. So <laughs> you can contact people that are looking. You could just start with, are you writing a book? Do mm -hmm. you wish to 
self-published and you're struggling with the front cover of your book, I can help if it is your area. So again, problem, solution. I am a graphic designer, not the solution. Exactly. Are you struggling with a cover for your book? Mm -hmm. That's the problem, you know, because you're, right. you're here to help and solve that problem. So I hope that answer has helped you. Yeah, thank you so much. And then we have another one, which is, um, you know, I'm a boutique owner and I run my own um, boutique um, store. Right now, business is really tough because I'm not making any sales. Um, is there any support or advice on what I could currently do right now to help me with making enough income this season? Mm. Again the resources, write down all the resources. If you want yeah. to continue to use the same selling the stuff in your boutique, you're going to have to open an online shop. Absolutely. Yeah. Open the online shop, mm -hmm. start selling. And again, you could actually start with your friends and family. Really interesting. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I've got all these There's items. So many platforms. Sorry. There's so many platforms. E-commerce. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go on YouTube. How do I start my own shop? I mm -hmm. was encouraging my daughter to find a product on Amazon or a product on eBay and try to sell it once. And if it sold well, sell a few more. So that's what I'm going to help her to do. So if you've got your items in your boutique, put them online. Uh, what's it called? Primark has lost millions of pounds because they've mm -hmm. not been able to go online. Don't mm -hmm. use what you've already got. Use what you've already got and sell that. Build up a shop, an online shop, and start selling if you Absolutely. don't want to go that way or you want to start selling immediately, start with your friends and your family. Indeed. Yeah. Exactly. And I would also say perhaps start making videos and showing us what those clothes look like. Um, do you have oh, different sizes? You know, do you have different sizes? Do you have different colours? Um, who does it fit? Who are these clothes for? Um, give a rundown about different dresses and you know, garments that you sell, let people see what you're selling because you can actually make customers by showing them online what you're selling. Mm -hmm. um, you can do Facebook Live, you can do Zoom if you wanted to, you know, using all these tools that is actually available to you. Um, you can actually have a video online as well, um, sharing your expertise, um, create digital platforms that you can actually start selling on you know, sign up to um, e-commerce. There's so many things that you can actually do. And I hope that that really helps and work for you. And the last one, the last but not least is about, um, um, this is somebody who is a consultant. This is very easy for us. <laughs> consultant, very, very easy for us. Um, I mean, right now, I don't know why you're not doing consultation online using um, video conferencing to do consultations online, um, taking your business online, you know, pivoting, looking at your business model. What can I do? What can I change right now? What can I, how can I adapt my business to this current season? You know, how can I meet my clients offline and meet them online? Um, you know, why are you not thinking about those things currently? Do you want to add to that in terms of consulting? That's your expertise, more like. Um, <laughs> again, mm. what, who's your ideal client, first and foremost? Yeah. Who you're consulting to? 
find out who they are, find out where they are, what groups they're in, follow those groups. You know, you could follow a few business groups. There's so many business groups on Facebook. Follow them, look at their rules, because sometimes some of them have rules where you can't just share stuff, and then start. And if it is a, a platform where you can't share stuff, I'm very sneaky my way, because I know you can't share stuff. So first I try to share, and yeah. then if, I, if it gets rejected, I think, okay, they don't want me to share anything that I can sell specifically. But if I put in there that I'm doing something for free, but they don't know that when I'm doing something for free, I'm going to sell something, then I've mm. got my way in there. So I tried that part. It worked. And then what I also did is going into a group, for example, groups that are you've got depression, anxiety, and I'm mm. a question in there saying how this is a tip on how to deal with anxiety. What happens if those people start following me uh, themselves? They come from the group. They start following me. Today mm. I had from St. Martin in uh, yeah. the Caribbean island who saw one of my posts on a business group and booked a session with me. And I'm like, mm. whoa, that's my first Caribbean client. And I was yeah. pleased. And I said, did you get to see any of my videos? She said, no, I didn't see nothing, but you touched on a subject that's very dear to me. And I just wanted to know how. And that's it. So if you pose the right questions in the right groups where your ideal clients are, if you're in business, just follow mm. a few Facebook groups that have got businesses, get yes. to see what they're posting, start posting your stuff on there, and then produce a, a live of a free event. So because you're not selling if you're a free event, yeah. focus on solving the person that's on a free event or live. So focus on solving their problems and then say, right, let's book a, co a call with me. If you've got any of these issues, book a call with me, give them a call to action, they'll contact mm then that could be a sell for you. Absolutely. And um, just lastly, um, there are other things that we can actually do, which is we can, you know, go online and we can actually look at um, tutoring because there's online tutoring, you know, for different countries. You want to teach English, you know, you can get on there and look at the sort of platforms that gives you the opportunity to actually become an online tutor to teach English to other students in different countries. And also maybe selling handmade items as well. So for example, birthday cards, special occasion cards, or even jewelry and um, face masks. You can actually start selling face masks, um, start creating them right now. People will buy them because we all need them as well. Um, and you, know, you can sell all these products online, you know, join um, different e-commerce platform and start making more. And, and if people are afraid to, sorry to cut you, if people are reading my Facebook, if people are afraid to sell, I'm reading yeah. this book by Bradley Sugar, Buying Customers, because I didn't like selling. So I'm learning about how to promote myself, how to market myself, and how to get my right clients by focusing on the clients that I already have rather than trying to reach for more. How can I yeah. focus and actually get the right clients? So also investing in reading a book will teach you the skill, and I think a lot of people are afraid to sell. I was one of them because yeah. I want to be like a, a salesperson. I don't like pushy salespeople. I want to solve your problem, uh, and by solving your problem, you will want my services. So, reading this book for me and reading like ten minutes a day is actually helping me to uh, realize that it's not that I'm afraid of selling; is that I'm not really focusing on what resources I already have right now, which are, I've got enough clients to focus on them and yeah. they buy from me. 
So I just wanted to share that. Awesome. That's fantastic. I think we've given quite a lot of information regarding um, all these case studies, and I hope that this information will actually help all. Question, Hannah, though. Did you see that one from Maxine? Um, that's that idea. I would like to do a Facebook Live or Zoom to showcase my Avon business. Not sure how to do this. Any tips? Yep. Go for it, Nelza. So, I already said this to you from before. Mm. I love Avon products, right? However, I want hampers. I like hampers of products. Avon is not doing ha hampers. Well, they do do some hampers, but I want my own little. I like little specific things, yeah? So what you could actually do is do a Facebook Live on saying to customers, you know you, you like all these, these individual products, you don't actually want a hamper that's already made by Avon. If you can tell me what are your actual needs, I'll put a hamper together for you. So you could do a live either talking about people's favorite products, because I've got my favorite products that I continuously buy from Avon. So you could talk about putting hampers together and sending it to your customers. Or again, finding out, you already sell products on, um, on Avon anyway. What's your most successful products? What are the products that sell the most? And then do a live about the benefits of that product. Um, do deals when you're doing it there. Because I know sometimes uh, Facebook consultants, because I used to be one years ago, sometimes we get given little... Uh, gifts or little um, samples or products that are not cheaper, you could sell those products rather than, because what I used to do, I used to get them for free and use them for myself, or I used mm. to get paid and buy more stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm not making the money because every time I'm making the money, I'm buying something. So how can I use what I already got to make more money by selling it? So you could do a Facebook Live, do deals on a product you already have, or Look at your clients and say, okay, you guys want specific campers and put together or mm. you promote your most successful, I'm writing notes. Okay, I'm <laughs> right, going too fast. You could promote your most successful product. Um, I like the spray air thing right now. And because people are focusing so much on their homes mm. and taking care of self-care, I think the most, um, most um, uh, successful products are going to be, uh, you know, pampering stuff, facials, uh, baths, shower gels. Uh, soon you've got summer coming up, and I'm sure people are going to want to buy the, what's it called, the sun protection. You know, mm. bringing those things ahead of time because we've got such a good, uh, well, we've had some few funny days apart from today, but I don't think anyone's going out there to buy sun cream yet. But everybody's got that already because I know the things come out earlier. So focus on what your clients' needs are. What's their problem? And do a Facebook based on that. And even if you do your first one, like I did a Zoom two weeks ago to promote my online coaching course. But because I didn't promote it enough, I had two ladies on the call, but the course still went really well. It was practice. It didn't stop me from doing it again. So I thought to myself, okay, what didn't work? Or what worked? What worked was that we connected, we talked about a few problems, and what helps is that they were able to open up, we connected, right? So now I'm going to take time out and I'm going to promote it a little bit better, be more specific as to what it is that I'm going to talk about and get a wider audience. So just keep doing them on a weekly basis 
and more people will start coming in. So just don't stop. Just keep trying. Just keep doing it. Exactly. And also, um, Siobhan said, what Avon products can we use to pamper ourselves at home right now to encourage self-care? Yeah, this is another opportunity. As well. Self-care is needed at the moment. Yeah, self-care self -care is needed at the moment. Start thinking about doing a self-care package. Um, we need to see you. We need to see what you're selling. We need to see what the products are for, how the products can actually benefit us right now. People need um, self-care opportunities right now. They need to be pampered. What do you have that can actually help me feel relaxed? Yeah. Um, take away the stress. What can I use um, to, you know, you know, do my self-care routine. So I think self-care packages is very, very much important. Um, and also showing us what the products will do for us. You know, how can, we, how can we use it? What are the benefits of it? You know, so many things that you can actually do, um, Maxine. So thank really you so good, much. A really good logo to use right now is no one likes cues. Every time I want to go save and buy beauty products, the view is crazy. So I changed my mind. So one thing that you could say is wanna avoid queues, shop online for these self products. You've got your whole package of everything that you need. If you focus on that, I'm telling you, you're gonna have people wanting to buy directly from you because I haven't been saved in a month and I need stuff. So I'm gonna come to you, Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? We can talk for days, but we have to round this up. This comes, this um, is sort of like the um, roundup of our life mastermind. Um, if you wanted to kind of get involved and be part of our membership, which we're going to be launching very soon, and also a mastermind as well, you can just drop us an email. And also I'm offering a 15 minutes session for women who have ideas and they are basically struggling right now to get clarity and confidence to be able to um, birth their visions and their idea. I'm giving a one-to-one -one clarity session. Um, we're going to look at exactly what your ideas are and I'm going to help you to put it together. So I'm offering a 15-minute session. So get in touch, send me an email and we can actually start working on that. So this season is really about looking at your skills, your expertise, your, your talents, and also your experience. What can you do right now? What can you also offer other people? And how can you support other people as well? Um, so this is what this season is really about. Um, over to you, Elsa, as we round it up. Okay, so I am offering a half an hour uh, I Am Enough discovery call for anyone who right now is in a challenging time which we are but this challenge has been going going on way beyond covid you know it could be a challenge such as anxiety depression issues in life as a woman because i work with women only or if you wish to seek support with regards to mother and daughter coaching as, as again the same thing applies for the half an hour we just literally have a discovery call to find out where you are and where you wish to go the other thing that i have is this lovely book available on amazon Solo Woman, a journey of love. This teaches you how to love yourself, how to go on a journey of fully accepting yourself. When you can teach yourself these things, you can then lead by example by teaching your, your daughter, yeah, if you have a daughter. Uh, but yeah, self love is the most important thing. And I will also be 
promoting my six-week online coaching course, uh, which I will post on your page as well, Hannah, uh, once that's ready. Uh, don't know what the date will be, but that's coming up very soon as well. No so. worries. That's absolutely fine. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who actually tuned in today and all your questions and your contribution has been really, really amazing. So thank you so much. Um, we will be coming back again next week with another special guest. And we will also be running our Life Mastermind, helping you to grow and to build your business, especially during this uncertain times. Um, you know, being part of a large um, community of female entrepreneurs, this is my own way of giving back and supporting as many female entrepreneurs as possible to give them a platform to share their stories and also their expertise. And so we're all in it together. We're all in the same boat. And it's really about working together and uniting as a powerful female community and working as a team. So for everybody for tuning in tonight, thank you so much. We really do appreciate you. We hope to see you again on another episode of Birth Your Vision podcast series. Um, so until next week take care thanks for joining us thank you nelza for coming on board thank you so much take great ladies and gentlemen there was a there was another gentleman who came in today so thank you so much stay blessed bye for now bye bye